Welcome to the Theology of Work podcast. The Theology of Work project exists to provide a biblical perspective on faith and work. In this episode, Dr. Clint LeBrains provides some directives for the faith and work movement as it seeks to contextualize the gospel for different workplace contexts. Dr. LeBrains is Senior Lecturer in Theology and Development in the School of Religion and Theology at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa. Dr. Clint LeBrains, you think and write a lot about public theology, economic ethics, theology of work, ethical leadership, and the role of the church in development, discourse, and practice. First of all, define contextualization and you know, is it okay to use that term? The notion of contextualization itself is fairly recent, uh, but it's something we've been doing all along uh, throughout the centuries as believers, and we see this in scripture as well, and that is trying to make sense of uh, what God is saying to us in our context. And we see this uh, type of uh, struggle going on in um, even in the, the New Testament uh, where you see uh, Gentile and Jewish believers um, uh, debating about what it means to follow Christ in their context of work um, because uh, we have different uh, geographical locations we've we have different cultural uh, contexts um, we come from different walks of life so what does it mean to follow Christ in the world of work today uh, in our different contexts? Now that uh, can mean different things for different people. And different doesn't have to mean um, conflicting ways, but how we express that uh, can be expressed in different ways, in, in different contexts. So I think what when, when we talk about contextualizing um, what we are doing theologically and in following Christ in and through the world of work. It's really about being more inclusive, about listening to voices of believers around the world and not just from our own country or our own context or those who speak our own language, uh, but it's being able to um, open ourselves up to the fullness of the body of Christ so that we hear a little bit more clearly what God might be saying through um, the worldwide church of, of God who are seeking to, to follow uh, Christ. Um, there is a sense where contextualization, uh, the, 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 this notion of, of contextualization or the act of contextualization can be abused and used in a destructive way to really impose our interpretation or our way of life on others. Uh, but I think the spirit of contextualization, as we are intending it um, in this Theology of Work project, for instance, is to be more inclusive and to draw on the insights, uh, the voices, the experiences of the body of Christ uh, beyond a particular location. How, how would you illustrate, could, could you illustrate this for us in a a specific passage of scripture or a biblical theme? Okay, so I think contextualization doesn't mean changing the message of the gospel. I think this is what unites us and brings mm. us all together as believers working uh, in the world of work and thinking theologically about what we do. Um, but our experiences of work 
might be different and actually is uh, these experiences are different mm. um, in different contexts you know some of us are working in uh, maybe an office environment some of us from other contexts um, may be working in a very um, exploitative environment some people are caught up in the trap of poverty and unemployment and so there are these different contextual realities um, these are realities that you can find in one context as well but I think uh, contextualization is uh, trying to draw on these diverse experiences and bring it all together and we take cognizance of that so when we think of a passage like uh, John chapter 10 verse 10 and about the fullness of life that we, we, we also should experience in the world of, of work. We can take cognizance of the different uh, challenges that uh, hinder us from experiencing that fullness of life. Um, those hindrances might be different in North America as opposed to someone in a context in China, uh, as opposed to someone in a context in uh, Mozambique. So just at the experiential level, we can see something of what contextualization uh, might mean. I think uh, contextualization can also apply to the type of uh, ethical challenges people are facing. So we all, as believers in the world of work, face ethical challenges, but there can be distinctive uh, uh, ethical and moral issues that uh, believers have to grapple with in the world of work around the world. And how do we expose ourselves to that and listen to that and take it seriously uh, in our thinking theologically about uh, work? And of course, how we apply scripture. Um, we, we, we use our different languages. We, we have to translate things. Um, that's why we are having this conversation in English, uh, not in Greek. Um, there are different languages around the world that also con conveys um, different um, tones uh, through the different words that we use. So contextualization is something very basic. It's, it's saying we, we affirm the diversity of the body of Christ. And diversity is not a bad thing. It's uh, something of the richness of the body of Christ that, that God has given us as a gift. And... Uh, by listening to one another, we, we actually grow in our own context as well. Mm. So, um, so that's just something about, mm. I think, the contextualization mm. way of life. Yeah. So you have the insider and the outsider. Um, and so, so who does the work of contextualization then? Does, is it purely the insider or purely the outsider does the work of contextualization? Or is it both of them working together? But this is, this is a very important question because I think this, is, um, this uh, speaks, gets to the heart of maybe why contextualization has also been cr criticized mm -hmm. in the past where it can be some imperialist mm -hmm. type of project because we come and we impose our uh, way of life or our interpretation of certain things on another culture, on another community. Um, on another person in in their own station of life and I think contextualization is really about bringing us together in the same room uh, bringing us together in a relational web and network to talk at the same time with one another and to listen uh, to each other 
so that it's not a matter of an insider versus an outsider or an outsider versus an insider but it is really about us grappling together with what is God saying to us through God's word through our experiences through our relationships um, that impact upon the world of work mm. so I mean you have given some practical suggestions already but um, you know are there any other sort of concrete suggestions you would have for the faith and work movement moving forward from here how to grapple with this issue so I think what the theology of work project has done uh, has been to launch a project that uh, wants to take faith and work seriously um, uh, through the, the, the particular um, publications that we have. Um, we are uh, a group made up of um, uh, people from different cultures, but of course it is uh, mostly from uh, North America. But we've launched something and I think the idea now is as we disseminate uh, these reflections and these uh, writing projects that we have been part of, as we, as we disseminate that, we will get responses from people around the world um, who will respond to it, who will, who will elaborate upon it, who may question and interrogate certain things uh, that we are saying from our reflections. And those are uh, processes and dynamics that we want to welcome because uh, that is in the spirit of contextualization. Um, but in a sense, we have to, to, to make a start. We have to launch something which might not be made up of an ideal group from mm. everyone around the world. Mm. But now the process of dissemination, I think, is an opportunity for us to do that. And that's where we, where we will be able to also test uh, some of what we've done um, in the context of people's specific uh, workplace experiences. You know, there are things that we uh, might say about our relationship with uh, our boss, which might fit well and, and be un understandable for, for, for all of us in this um, project at the moment. But maybe someone reads that who's caught up in a situation of um, exploitation and uh, simply being loyal to the company or simply following uh, the instructions uh, of, of, a, of a boss uh, might be a very simplistic thing to do. There might be more to it. And mm -hmm. I think this will provide us an opportunity to, um, to broaden um, the work that we, that we have launched through this uh, project. Um, so I think most of the work is actually gonna, going to happen um, as our publications and our projects get uh, disseminated around uh, the world. I think the, you know, there are some things I will ch want to challenge us with uh, from in the spirit of contextualization. I think one of the things that we've, that we've got to do in our theological work on on, on, on the world of work is take more seriously how we work with other role players in society. So for those of you who read our materials, you will see a lot of emphasis is on the church, the role of the church and the role of the individual believer. 
uh, in regard to the challenges in the workplace and the questions of the workplace. What I want to challenge us to do is also to think how we work in critical partnership with other social role players in society. So not just churches working together, but what does it mean for us as, as a church or as a community of believers to work with trade unions where, in a context where unemployment and where economic issues are, are quite uh, prevalent. What does it mean for us to work with uh, political role players in a context where jobs are needed and where there are challenges in the workplace of a political nature? What does it mean for us to work with uh, economic role players within our context and internationally, um, different economic institutions? Uh, how do we take seriously the world of development in the workplace? So one of the things we have to do is move beyond simply thinking about the faith and work movement, about the church, the individual and the workplace, but also realize there's a broader uh, society that we've got to uh, keep in mind. And that might actually enhance uh, the impact of what we are trying to do because that can uh, uh, nurture partnerships, um, it can nurture a more uh, unified and consolidated e effort in uh, dealing with some of the challenges people are grappling with in, mm. in the workplace. Mm. I also think that uh, our challenge, our, uh, those of us working in the faith and work movement, to find ways to be more inclusive of voices outside North America and Europe. Now, for example, if I talk about my own continent of Africa, um, there aren't many people, uh, there aren't many books that you will come across about work. That doesn't mean African Christians are not uh, thinking about work or not contributing theologically to how we understand it. But there are all kinds of factors that that hinder us from publications, you know, from getting around to that luxury of being able to write a book, um, or of having funds to, to spend time away to work on a writing project. So I think one of the initiatives we need to, to take is to see how we can intentionally uh, draw um, believers from, from Africa and other parts of the world who don't typically have a convenient opportunity to write about these things but to actually say we we, we provide a space for you for the next six months uh, to work on this project because we want to see a book come out from uh, a South African theologian or from a Mozambican a theologian about the world of work so that we don't just have uh, books from North Americans uh, or uh, from Europe writing about these things. I think there's, there's um, some proactive work that we mm. might take in the spirit of love and generosity um, uh, for, this, for the contextualization um, project. The other, the other challenge I will put to us is in our, actually in the way that we engage theologically with the world of work. I think there's a tendency for many of us, when we think about the workplace, we immediately run to scripture and we say, okay, 
uh, what scripture applies to this workplace situation. And um, we can often uh, offer simplistic uh, solutions and responses to the, the deep issues people are facing mm. in the world of work. And I think one of the things I will challenge us, us with is around the question of our social analysis. Um, how well do we really understand what is going on in the world of work, socially, ideologically, politically, economically? Not to replace the theological analysis, but in a sense to start out to say, let, let us really make an effort to understand what is going on in terms of our social analysis of uh, the world of work. Let us also take our, then our theological analysis seriously because given our social analysis, um, how does scripture apply to this? And then also the practical analysis that needs to go on. Um, and I use the word analysis because not simply saying here are 10 steps arising out of, our, of that conversation between scripture and the world of work, um, but we've also thought very deeply about what it means practically to respond to this or that issue in the world of work that goes beyond 10 steps, but says, here's, here's a project we need to work on, here are campaigns that we need to think about, here are partnerships that we need to pursue, here are people or resources that we need to engage. Um, so the social analysis, the theological analysis, and the practical analysis, taking that a little bit more seriously. Thank you very much, Dr. Clint Lebrains. Thank you very much for this opportunity. For more information, visit theologyofwork.org. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at TheoWorkProject.